Welcome to Jack's Tap, episode 25. I am Jack. I am your host. We're going solo. Um, it is quarantine time. We're in the thick of it and uh, took too long off, took all of March off, but uh, so did the world. So there's a solid excuse right there, even though the entire studio is in my apartment where I uh, am forced to be. So going to try and start churning these out. Felt weird talking about the Rona and trying to make that funny. Um, but this is what uh, life is now forever. So it's what it's, it is what it is. So I'm going to uh, just get going back on the Jack's tap track. And we got episode 25. That is a seminal moment for this podcast. And I couldn't feel more proud. So there's a lot to get to on this day. Uh, apparently a shit ton of stuff happened in the past to make up for the fact that nothing is happening today except for everything. Okay, let's not diminish the the disease. Uh, but first, if you're watching on YouTube, which you always should be, even though Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, all solid options with just fantastic audio quality. But if you want that fantastic visual quality, you got to go to YouTube and see. I buzzed my head and I shaved my face. Now, it has been some time. I did this pretty early on in the quarantine, so I apparently I lost my sanity very early on. Um, but in reality, the the Thursday leading up to everything being shut down. So Wednesday night, like a f- few weeks ago was the night that the NBA canceled and Tom Hanks got Corona. And so that's when it got real. When America's dad and one of the major four sports was willing to, America's dad got it and the NBA said, we're going to lose a billion dollars just because we don't want to kill people. It was like, okay, so it's real. All right. I had been saying that because Elon Musk and Dr. Drew were saying it wasn't that big of a deal that uh, I wasn't going to care about it, but uh, wasn't given a choice, just ended up being a really big deal. And so that Wednesday is when it got real. And I remember at Thursday when I was at work, I was like, amidst all the chaos, I was just feeling my hair and my beard. And I was like, I could use a cut, you know, seems like we might be going home for a while. So I made an appointment the Friday um, at 4 p.m. And I could have made it at noon if I would have known I wasn't going into work the next day, but I made it at 4 just in case we were going. Um, And if I'm home, then I'll be able to go at 4 anyway. Just have to deal with a little extra scruff throughout the, the morning and the early aughts. And... Luckily, I didn't change it to 12 because apparently my barber, um, the lovely Michelle, is barber uh, omni-neutral, neutral, Jesus, Um, is it for both genders? Can you do that for all genders? Barber, hairstylist, I suppose. The person who cuts my hair, Michelle, fantastic, at Floyd's Barbershop. Uh, you can take the boy out of Wrigley, but you can't stop him from going to Michelle to get his cuts. Um, she was in on Friday until like two o'clock. And then I got a voicemail at three that said not to come in cause she went home sick. Did she have Corona? Does she have Corona? Is she alive still? I don't know. But all I know is that I didn't get exposed to the disease through that way. So that's nice, but I didn't have a fresh cut and I was, it was becoming increasingly uh, more obvious that we were going to be staying in for a while and that I wasn't going to be seeing anybody. So I have always wanted to buzz my head, but I got two bald spots kind of on the top of my head, um, covering it with my uh, headphones there. 
And yeah, so I just buzzed it one day and I shaved my uh, my face and I looked really fucking weird, but it's been pretty great. I'm still showering every day because I'm trying to keep like some semblance of a routine. You can still feel the oiliness, but boy, oh boy, there's nothing up there. to. I keep thinking I have to brush it. Nope, does nothing. It's too short. Um, I was able to put lotion on my face and just kind of, you know, cleanse that. And oh boy, it was nice, good stuff. I I could put lotion on my face still with a beard, but I don't. Just like I don't really use sunscreen that often. You know, it just doesn't mesh well with the hair on the body and the sweat and the outdoors and the sweat and the dripping. Um, you know, with the hair. So, um. Skin cancer will be worth it to get that sweet foundational tan every year to build off of. And it's, you know, even more important this year than any. And I can't wait to get in my backyard and just kind of spread out, you know, spread eagle, birthday suit, get the whole kit and caboodle, nice foundational base. No, no. Well, what I could do is I could shave my entire body, then lather up with some lotion, then go out and get that base. I think that's going to be good. Um, so that's me. Um, I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of just going to grow out the beard and try not to touch it for as long as possible, which essentially means I'm going to get a disgusting neck beard by the end of this. But Hey, you know, it's my playoff beard, my quarantine beard. Like I want to look like castaway. I want to look how ridiculous I want to see how far this goes. And, you know, I'll have my hair and beard as a kind of totem or a memorabilia and uh you know it'll make me it'll make me look like i you know went through a serious like hostage situation or something as opposed to just chilling at home playing video games and watching pixar till till it gets to 10 p.m and i go to bed because i'm waking up at like 6 and 7 a.m still regularly so just shifting my daily schedule there a little bit um so a lot happened on this day. It is April 4th, uh, 2020. So it's 4 I just started picturing a bunch of stoners, you know, uh, chanting. Um, it became... Cause, for a year now, for a long time on social media, people have been like saying that 420 in this month, because it is 2020 and it's the month of April. So the whole month you're writing 420. They're like, this is going to be amazing. We're going to get so stoned. And uh, they were right. But it was like, you know, you didn't know it was going to be alone uh, with, you know, just your thoughts. Uh, and you're just home the whole time. You know, it's not as fun. Kind of takes the fun out of doing nothing when you don't do something to make to make the nothing fun. It makes the nothing your something, which makes it nothing. You know, it sucks. So uh, old habits dying hard right now. A uh, bunch of good stuff happened in 1945 regarding World War II and the Holocaust, and I'm gonna put these here because there's some downers a little later on, and some that are just downright confusing. But there's nothing confusing about this. Um, it's just, you know, good guys kicking ass here. The allied uh, side kicking the Axis powers. Ass. Uh, World War II, 1945. The Soviet forces liberate Hungary from German occupation, establishing their own communist satellite state. Okay. All right. That doesn't feel as good, but better than Germans there. Uh, and this was celebrated as Liberation Day until 1989. Yeah, they probably then what were pissed off about the communism and then had to liberate from that. And then they were like, that day is now liberation day. Um, but I would probably take that trade little, you can't get it all in one fell swoop. Um, another good thing, this all happened on the same day in the world war two. So, but for some reason, this one, they prefaced as the Holocaust, uh, as if they were two, you know, uh, mutually exclusive events. The U S forces, Liberate the oh boy, Jack. You should have did some research. The 
Ordruf concentration camp in Germany, the first such camp to be liberated by the U.S. Army. So fuck yeah, liberated a concentration camp. And 1945, World War II, back to World War II, not that Holocaust thing that's a completely different endeavor. Back to World War II. I don't know why that's how they're prefacing it. World War II colon. Um, the U.S. Army occupies Bielefeld in northeastern Germany. So I'm going to be looking forward to my mom's text about the correct pronunciation of those later on. Uh, yes. So good news in World War II. Good news in the Holocaust. We were doing our thing probably too late, you know, for most people's liking. But that's we did it. Um, they did it. People back then did it. In 1948, an event of interest, it says, the 84-year-old 84 year old Connie Mack challenges 78-year-old Clark Griffith to a race from home to first base, and it ends in a tie. And I think I know why, because they probably both died. Uh, 84-year-old versus 78-year-old Connie Mack, baseball legend, so they challenge each other to a race that had to be the saddest thing to watch um it ends in a tie they probably probably didn't die but like they each took two steps and then just fell and were each kind of reaching out just the same distance and they're like all right well tie you're both winners you still are athletic um 1948 then guys here comes here comes a couple bad ones in a row here okay 1968, Martin Luther King assassinated. That happened today. Terrible. Not going to get too much into that, but, you know, Martin Luther King, fantastic guy. Wasn't revered back in his day. Wasn't just, you know, completely revered by everybody. It was a controversial figure. Controversy. So I hear. Had some radical ideas. Not everyone was on board. Particularly the whites. Us whites were not on board with a lot of it. Um, and even if we were in theory, you know, we didn't show our support. We didn't overtly show our support. Um, so, you know, we got to be better like we are today where we put a lot of cool, um, you know, signs out in our yard or in our windows. You know, like equality, Black Lives Matter. That's how you make a difference. Or you post about it on social media. So, we got you. Okay. Message received. Us whites doing God's work. Um, another bad one. Another bad one. Well, Hank Aaron passed uh, Babe Ruth in the all-time home run record. That's good. That's fine. All well and good there. Um, and later on passed by Barry Bonds. But, you know, a little controversy there behind there. About as much controversy in uh, Barry Bonds' baseball career as there was in Martin Luther King's. So, you know. All right, bad stuff. Bad stuff. Bad, bad, bad. Why are we bringing it up? Because I'm confused. Did they write the same event twice? 1975 and 1975. Two events. But in the middle of them, also 1975, is Steve Miller is arrested for burning his girlfriend's clothes. Okay, so that one, its own separate event. Steve Miller pissed off at his girlfriend, I guess, burnt her clothes, arrested for it. Come on, Steve. Get a grip. All right? Imagine how you'd react when you're in a fucking pandemic. I would not want to see Steve Miller and his girlfriend during a coronavirus pandemic. If he's already burned her clothes in 1975. Um, okay, so above it and below it. The one above it says 130 killed as USAF plane evacuating Vietnamese orphans crashes. Terrible way to write it. Uh, the one on the bottom is a better way, but it has 25 more deaths. USAF transport carrying orphans from Saigon crashes killing 155. Each of these written horribly. I'm going to assume this is the same event. I guess I hope it was 130 orphans instead of 155. Um, how about this? 130 Vietnamese orphans killed uh, as the USAF plane evacuates Saigon. You know? 
Make it as clear as Steve Miller burning his girlfriend's clothes. Don't confuse me when it comes to orphans and the amount of deaths there were. Okay? It's, I, can you imagine if that was two different flights in the same day, both from Vietnam? Both USAF, bad look for the USAF that day. They better put some pressure, some press pressure on Steve Miller to try and get the attention off him. Um, but we're back in a good, guys. We're back in a good. The founding of Microsoft, 1975. Is, Microsoft is founded as a partnership between Bill Gates and Paul Allen to develop and sell basic interpreters for the Altair 8800. And Bill Gates is crushing it right now. He's funding factories that are researching vaccines. He's doing it all, guys. A lot of good work. Bill Gates. Thank goodness we got him. All right, that's all the events that happened. Um, So birthdays. Good amount of them. Good amount of them today. April 4th, 4-4-2020. We got Maya Angelou. Fantastic author, poet, activist, I believe. Uh, Richard Luger. Sure, nobody really knows him, but he was an Indiana senator. Uh, actually, passed away like in the last year or two. But I actually got to meet him, and that's why you scroll through all the people and all the events um, on this day in history. You don't just look at the events of interest or the people of interest. Okay, the highlighted ones, because there might just be a U.S. senator named Dick Luger that you got to shake hands with and listen to when you were. What was I, a freshman and a sophomore, I think, in college? Paul Helmke, shout out again, uh, getting Dick Luger to come talk to the civic leaders at IU, teaching us about civic leadership in a time, ooh, boy, what a tough time to, you know, die as you're a politician and you just see it left as this. Ooh, at least he didn't see the pandemic, I assume. I hope not. Uh, Yeah, it was a while ago. Dick Luger. Great U.S. senator. I think one of the longest lasting senators, which, you know, you know, probably good in that case, but um, probably should be term limits. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man himself. One of several Sherlock Holmes. Several other roles. He was just a he was just a weird guy in like a like a pirate. Not a pirate movie. It was like a weird like a wizard or like a candy guy. He hung out with kids. Um, it was a kid's movie. Apparently it didn't do well, but he wanted to challenge himself, challenge himself and break out of the Iron Man role. Uh, Iron Man, my favorite superhero um, because of Robert Downey. So thank you, Robert. Uh, we got um, some wild cards here. Thanks to our Dutch coastlanders. We were uh, mi- made abreast of the information of these lovely Dutch soccer players who are just some of the goats of the Dutch uh, Dutch soccer lore. Uh, we got Dennis and Gerard de uh, Nuger. Uh, they are twins. They are from Sparta. And, uh, yeah, they are on the Dutch soccer uh, team as well as uh, Barry Van Galen. So... It was 1975 for the twins there, the Denuzier Dutch twins, and uh, Barry Van Galen, 1976. Just one year later after those twins, uh, he followed behind, uh, just like he does on the field where he's a defenseman. Um, he should probably go to the coast and defend against some of those ugly, ugly storms. <laughs> um, not everyone will get it, but my Dutch coastliner followers will indeed understand that local reference. Okay, you guys get ravaged by storms. Ravaged. Uh, a few more birthdays, guys. There's a lot. Okay, David Blaine, famous, famous magician. Kind of more of just a guy who uh, tortures himself for an extended period of time. And then just shows other people that torture and it's like magic, man. Magic, magic. I'm going to cut my arm off for 30 days and cook with the severed arm three meals a day. 
and I'm going to do it all in a glass, in a see-through box a hundred feet above New York City. Tune in live Friday through April. All, all of April, David Blaine is in a glass box 100 yards above New York City, and he only has one arm. But he's got to cook 90 meals. David Blaine. Magic, 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 magic. So that's the kind of magician David Blaine is. I wonder when he... uh. Maybe he just couldn't. No, he's good at card tricks. I've seen him. He did like street magic. Yep, that's some of the original YouTube videos I watched were David Blaine street magic and the David Blaine street magic sketches making fun of him uh, where it actually had, fuck, what's his name? Mikey Day, who's on SNL nowadays. So, And the other guy who's the waiter in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that they always like trip and they run into each other again at different places. He's on the flight where they're doing the Wade Boggs thing for the girls. It's great. It's a good time. Um, he was in it, too. So that's David Blaine. Happy birthday, David. Uh, Heath Ledger. Guys, pour one out for Heath. It's his birthday today. Great guy. Great actor. Um, Grumpy Cat. Not as... Was kind of surprised that that was on a legitimate historical website. Grumpy Cat. From the mean grumpy cat was born today in 2012, apparently. So apparently that is enough. You're important enough as a meme. You're literally the cat from a meme. And today, who submitted that? Uh, some deaths. There's one today. And then obviously we got a, you know, the elephant in the room with this podcast, especially we are hurt more than most. Um, but first, William Henry Harrison, he died today. He was the first president to ever die while in office. So uh, that's a little fun fact. So my boy Brady is obsessed with it because he loves presidents and when they died, and he died while he was a president. So fucking loves it. Uh, but yesterday, Bill Withers died. The artist that produced Lovely Day, our intro song. So... Uh, R.I.P. Bill Withers, thank you so much for the song. I mean, no disrespect by having your song. Only only high, high praise. Fucking love that song and others that you did. Um, amazing artist, and I hope to never have to encounter your family or your family's lawyers about the use of your song in my intro. Probably will never get to that, but hey, I appreciate it. So if ever... Let's not get into it. It's just going to talk to the, the widow of Bill Withers, and that's not a good route to go down. All right. That's on this day. There was a lot of things. A lot of birthdays, a lot of good stuff, a lot of bad stuff. R.I.P. Bill Withers. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's uh, pretty much all coronavirus all the time. Uh, there's not much to report on about that. Um Staying inside, washing my hands nonstop. My hands are so damn dry. They are so just constantly, constantly dry. And I'm, I'm lubing them up after almost every wash. Sometimes I forget because it doesn't quite dry out right after you wash the hands. Because, you know, you just got them wet. You washed your hands. I don't know how you guys do it. I don't know if you're following the CDC guidelines or if you've been made abreast, which is the second time that I'm using that terminology to say that I've been made aware of a situation. Um, and I hope that that's the correct usage. I believe it is. Um, but maybe if someone can make me abreast of if I'm using make abreast the correct way later, that would be uh, very, very helpful. So, yeah, my hands are fucking dry, man. So you get your hands wet. You put soap on it. Some fucking reason that makes them dry as shit. And uh, you got to constantly, low, you know, moisturize. But then you put too much moisturizer on and it's your hands and you're trying to, you're trying to grab things. I'm going around the house. I'm picking up this dish. Oop, almost dropped it. A little slick the wrist there. So it's tough. But I don't want, you know, 
I don't want these freaking dry hands. It feels weird when I'm like grabbing things. It feels like I've been like working in the fields all day. It's uh it's not a good feeling. That and the combination by the end of this whole quarantine, if I came out with just like chapped hands, like incredibly calloused hands, a giant castaway beard and you know, long hair, then it'd really be like I was like other people are like looking pretty good, like in suits and they went out to a barber at one point and you know, they've they've been trimming their beard the proper way and I just come out looking like Tom Hanks and Castaway. They're like, What the fuck happened to you? Did quarantine not treat you well? Weren't you just what were you doing? I'd prefer if it was much more serious, like when actually Tom Hanks comes back and Tom Hanks comes back in Castaway. Uh it's uh you know very serious. People want to interview him. They want to ask him questions. Like, how how was it? What was it like? What happened? Why is your hair so fucking long? You shaved at the beginning. Why couldn't you just do that? Do it again. Um. What did they do to you? Who took you? Turns this into it's kind of like a hostage situation, keeping myself hostage, and I refuse to shave. Uh, yeah, it's just it just reminds me of like how little hair I have in certain spots on my beard, and how it's just like really the neck beard is. If my neck hair was on my face, I'd have a more impressive beard. Uh, but for now, what I have is a fantastic neck beard um, from damn near my chest hair to just right up into the moment you get to my face. Like that jawline, it's like, yep, that's the spot where we're going to chill. Feels like we're getting into some some territory that might, be able, might actually be able to be seen by other people on your face as opposed to just some weird hidden hair underneath your chin it's starting to feel like, oh, people might be able to see us. I'm a little shy. I'm going to hang out underneath here. It's nice underneath the chin. Kind of kind of makes him itchy whenever he turns his neck or looks up or down or just kind of does anything. Um, and up on the face, I feel like there it's more comfortable for him. So we're going to hang out down here. Um, yeah. So I got dry hands. Um Tom Brady is no longer a New England Patriot. He is going to the Tampa Beer, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, TB in TB. And uh, I don't know what to think. I mean, it feels even more surreal because there's no football happening right now. We're not in the season, and Corona doesn't allow them to do any type of football, do anything. Can't practice, can't do anything. Um, so apparently Tom Brady, all the stories about him like hating Bill Belichick or not feeling appreciated or respected or not enjoying the, the Belichick way anymore and how he had his personal trainer, Alex Guerrero, with him and the whole pliability and the TB12 method, all that was real. And it was very the first splinter was when deflate gate happened and bill belichick was just like yeah i don't have anything to do with that you'd have to ask tom and essentially just like put it all on tom to be like yeah I don't, i'm not i'm not getting involved in this at all i'm just going to make my star player uh you know going to blame him of cheating essentially or just not do anything to defend his character which feel like if you've been playing for a guy for 15 years and you're going to your, back then it was his seventh Super Bowl, no, sixth Super Bowl with him, uh, trying to win their fourth. Yep. So, you know, you'd have his back a little bit more. So he was pissed off about that, and then they ended up winning the Super Bowl that year. So it kind of, you know, calms it down. Then in 2016, the year that Tom wins the MVP, 
granted it's probably because Carson Wentz got hurt, but you know, Tom was in, it was 40 years old, wins an MVP, and then they go on to win the Super Bowl that year. Or no, those are different years. That's 2017 I'm thinking about. But 2016, the year that they went on to beat the Falcons, either that year or the year after, Bill Belichick offered to trade Tom Brady to the San Francisco 49ers. He was ready to move on to Jimmy Garoppolo. Tom Brady was 40 or like 41 years old. And he had his replacement, even had Jacoby Brissett as the backup to Jimmy Garoppolo, who we saw was, he's, he started for the Colts. Um, and yeah, Robert Kraft finds out about it, stops it, shuts it down, doesn't want to do it for, you know, more of legacy reasons. And he wants Tom to be only a Patriot. And, but Tom finds out about it, super pissed off. They get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo instead. I think Bill Belichick is pissed off too. And I, you know, another huge moment, but they either win the Super Bowl that year, I think they do, or they lose it. But Tom's won two Super Bowls since that Jimmy Garoppolo trade. So highly and three Super Bowls since Deflategate. So it, you can't really debate that it could have gone any better. Over the last five years, well, not last year, but the five-year period before that, three Super Bowls in five years, and they went to four, and they went to the AFC Championship every time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, Bill Belichick, the whole reason the Patriots are amazing is because he's willing to cut stars years before, like a year before he should, as opposed to a year after he should. And he never overpays for people who are old, never pays for past production and he always gets people to take discounts. He's even done that with Tom like his entire career. And the whole thing, Tom, he took two years, 50 million, 25 million a year. Like that is totally doable for the Patriot salary cap. But um, the, the part where, you know, I feel like Tom understood that that was going to be the case. He wasn't asking for a bunch of money. But he wanted like a bunch of long year. He wanted he wanted them to pay him until he was forty five, like he's with Tampa Bay now, and he probably just felt constant disrespect. So I get it. It sucks. It's going to be interesting to see what happens this year if football even happens. There's a world where football doesn't fucking happen, and I guess I just don't have to deal with Tom Brady being a Buccaneer. But in a world where life moves on and Tom Brady and football is happening. I'm probably going to root a little. I mean, I'm so worried that it's just going to go bad in Tampa Bay and his legacy is going to be so, you know, just fucked up because of that. But I guess people still think of MJ as the GOAT, even though he went to Washington and Joe Montana went to Kansas City. It happens to all these quarterbacks, but it would be huge for him if he goes there and they, like, win another Super Bowl or get to one or something like that. And he's got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and some great weapons there, but we'll see. They don't have much of a defense. It's a new playbook. He's not going to have a bunch of time with his, at least as much of time with his teammates now with fucking COVID. He's got to learn all this stuff, so we'll see. And the Patriots are just going with Brian Hoyer and Jared Stidham. So we shall see. I'll probably root for both of those teams. Maybe I'll start rooting for the Bears. It's going to be interesting to see where my heart ends up. Uh, it's, uh, it's a really big identity crisis moment uh, because Patriots are my like number one team that I've rooted for as a child. Cubs, Bulls, and Michigan football are pretty close behind. Don't really care so much about Michigan football anymore, and the Bulls are terrible, so I've at least disassociated. But they're my team, so we shall see what happens. They still got Julian Edelman. They still got Matthew Slater, Devin McCourty, Dante Hightower. Uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the great James White, a lot of great Patriots. Still got Bill, still got Josh McDaniels. Still got Robert Kraft. We shall see. It's going to be interesting. I feel like, Tom, it's just... Because there was slight decline last year. The Patriots definitely didn't have a lot of weapons, but 
He's got plenty of weapons there. If it's not going to happen there, um, I think it's over. It would just suck to see him end his career on like the randomest team, Tampa Bay, and just sucking. But I have a feeling he's probably... Oh, man, I don't know. Who will win more games this year? Bill Belichick's obviously going to win in the long run unless he doesn't get any more Super Bowls than Tom does. Um, just because Bill can coach for another like 10 years probably, whereas Brady can play for like two, maybe three. Um, yeah, so I think Bill will probably win in the long run. Tom will probably win in the short run, but then again, he's got to go against Drew Brees and the Saints. I guess Teddy Bridgewater's with Carolina. We'll see how they do, and Matt Ryan and the Falcons. Wow, he gets to play in Dome's... For both the Saints and the Falcons, that's... Oh, I guess just only two, because they visited him twice. But that's nice. And in Tampa, warm weather. So, could be... He's got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. They were two of the top five receiving yards. Uh, they had two of the top five receiving yards last year. So, could be fucking interesting. That'd be nuts if they just, like, went off. Tom Brady would, like, just be far and away the greatest athlete of all time if he went to Tampa Bay at 42 and won a Super Bowl. 43? That'd be insane. Um, and then that'd be great if Bill Belichick, you know, won another one, too. This could be like I'm getting, like, my parents are getting divorced, and I'm going to look at it as uh, I'm going to get two sets of presents. I'll have to watch... You know, I'll have to go to both of their houses. I'll have to start streaming Tampa Bay games, and I'll have to start streaming Patriots games. And you know they're in separate parts of the world. They're never going to be playing each other this year, so they're never going to be in the same spot. Unless maybe it's at the Super Bowl. That'd be interesting. Who would I root for if it was a Patriots-Buccaneers Super Bowl? It's got to be the Patriots, right? But then I'd be happy if Tom won. Um... Yeah, that's probably it. I'm 25 and I don't have a team. I have, I, it's like I have three teams and I also have none. When you have more than one team, you have none. When you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Okay? Damn it. Damn it, Tom. Why didn't you think about other people? This is my whole life. Every Super Bowl I remember, half of them have been you. The guy does not want to quit. And he's renting out Derek Jeter's fucking mansion for 100 k a month in Tampa. That's fucking dope. Also, Tom Brady going to be going on Howard Stern, apparently. He's never been on Howard Stern. He's been in the football for 20 years. Has had more controversies than most football-wise where you would maybe want to go on that show to talk about it. Um... Also, just because you're Tom fucking Brady, you could go on Howard Stern at any point, but he decides now to go on Howard Stern. I feel like he's about to shit all over Bill Belichick. Can you imagine? That would really cause... That would cause some fucking uproar, and it would be the only thing that people were talking about that day other than Corona, I'm sure. Because there is no news other than Corona right now. Louis C.K. came out with a special today. All I see is people triggered on Twitter. Um... Yeah, Twitter would be ablaze uh, if people were made abreast of that Tom Brady-Howard Stern interview. God, I hope he doesn't. And it's also the first time he's not in the Patriots, so he can kind of speak his mind a little bit more. Wild. Wild, wild, wild. Who would have who thought we'd be here? There literally needed to be a global pandemic for Tom Brady to leave the Patriots and to rock my world of fandom. So that's Tom Brady. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. It's kind of crazy, though. I mean, like, t- San Francisco was the team that he wanted to go to. So, in a way, Bill Belichick, you know, a lot of times he deals his players to, like, good spots. He gets rid of them, but he deals it to a friend like Matt Patricia in Detroit or Brian Flores in Miami or Bill O'Brien in Houston. Um, he deals with, like, s- people he knows and systems that the players know, and they have players that they know there. San Francisco would have been a great fucking place for Tom Brady, I feel like. Um, but, no, I get it. 
you fucking you're the greatest quarterback of all time and your coach wants to trade you um that sucks um so i've been in quarantine and i've been watching a lot a lot a lot a lot of pixar and disney movies uh, i've watched inside out for the first time i watched the good dinosaur for the first time I rewatched Jimmy Neutron last night, the movie. I rewatched Ratatouille. I rewatched, um, fuck, what else? What else? Atlantis. That was a great one. Uh, Brave for the first time. And I am just in touch with my emotions during this quarantine. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the dry hands. Uh, maybe it's my lack of a football mom and dad relationship anymore. I'm dealing with that trauma. Maybe it's the fact I haven't interacted with a person, uh, in human contact in weeks. Maybe it's that, but I have been crying, laughing hysterically. Uh, those are about the two main emotions, but these movies are taking me on a goddamn journey. And my emotions are ready to follow at the drop of a hat. They are fucking going. I don't cry much. I worry about it sometimes. Not that I never cry, but it's, you know, you can feel some internalized male, you know, issues there with trying to push down your emotions. Sometimes I go to, sometimes I feel like I'm about to cry and then the moment a tear is going to come out, it just like stops. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm fine. That's weird. Probably shouldn't. That probably shouldn't be a thing. But no, I am bursting right through that. Normally, I only cry with movies. I am legend when he kills the German Shepherd because Will Smith, damn it, if he's not a good actor. And uh, German Shepherd is what I had growing up. Also, now I'm thinking about Will Smith in Pursuit of Happiness. That shit sometimes. And Wally. With, not Wally, fuck me. Uh, although Wally, you know, kind of sad, but I don't, I don't cry at that. Up, the beginning of Up. Although even then, now when I watch it, because I know it's going to happen, I do get to that like almost of tears point and then it's about to happen. I'm like, nope, nope. shut it down. You feel fine and he's going to get to the point that he wants to later and he will be happy with a nice young Asian Boy Scout and a talking dog, so get over it. Just push it down. But boy, the good dinosaur, alright, here come a run of spoilers, but it's always happens in each of these Pixar movies. Um, good dinosaur, the dad dies, and that made me lose my shit. Uh, in Moana, I watched Moana as well, the grandma dies at the beginning. Fucking lost it. As her last words as a person were to her granddaughter, telling her to follow her dreams, despite her dad's wishes against those dreams, to leave the island. Encouraging a youth, lovingly, to follow her dreams, even though it takes her away from her. But you know what? As she's dying, she says, you know I'll always be with you. And she shows up later as a goddamn stingray, and it's awesome. And in that moment, it plays the same, you know, music. It plays the same overture, the musical theme, as earlier from when the grandma dies earlier in the film. It plays it again as a callback later to when the stingray comes back and helps her at this really critical point in the movie. Uh, and... Just that sound coming back, the callback to the sound was enough to get me tearing up again. Uh, Brave did not make me cry. Not as good as the rest of them. All this, she has a bad relationship with her mom, so she makes her mom a bear. So then they get, so then they get along again. It's fucking dumb. And the bear is hanging out in that room with all the angry people for way too long. Just go up to the fucking bedroom like the plan was. Why are you, why are you in this town hall? with all these angry people with weapons who hate bears more than anything. Uh, also, why can't, why is it such a stretch to just tell the dad who is very anti-bear because he fought a bear when he was younger and lost a leg to one, but he beat the bear off. 
why is it so impossible to just say, hey, this bear's mom, I turned it in to a, I turned mom into a bear from a witch. Help me turn her back in. Why is that so hard to believe? In this world of brave, why is it so fucking hard to believe? He's just like, shut up. I'm murdering this bear. Like, what? I have a feeling you also can't find your wife. Put two and two together, dude. You should not be the king. You're going you're gonna to murder your wife just because you hate bears? Get over yourself. Grow up. Fucking dad and brave. That movie was not as good. Still all right. But out of all of Pixar, Pixar has like 20 of the classic cart animated films. Like 20 of the top 25. You know what I mean? Like that type of good quality content. Going up against that, you're going to look a little sluggish if the dad's just kind of foolishly trying to kill his, his wife who's a bear. And it's like a dumb Freaky Friday situation, except instead of switching bodies, the mom's turned into a bear. And, you know, it's you thought it was supposed to be about the princess not wanting to get married to the guys and live her own life, which it is. But then it's like, nope, it's about a mother-daughter relationship, which is fine. But it was just too cheesy. There was no dialogue between the two that was able to get rich enough into a conversation because one of them is a fucking bear. So you can't have a conversation with your daughter about how you've learned and how you've changed and how you've come to appreciate her as a daughter because you're a fucking bear. You don't appreciate anything because you're a bear. So I'm not as happy with Brave, obviously. That one didn't make me cry. Uh... And if you don't make me cry, what's the point? I'm trying to get some emotions out. It's a quarantine. Got to vent. Um, Atlantis did not make me cry. But boy, that's if that's not a, just the most wondrous film you've seen. Um, Marty McFly, why can't I think of his fucking name? Um, J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Um, he plays this nerdy guy goes down to Atlantis it's fucking awesome it's great so I have been in tune with my emotions I cut my head bare I unleashed this baby face and with it has come the emotions just locked inside uh, apparently that or Pixar is crushing it tried watching Toy Story 4 Forky was annoying as shit even though I had a forky Kleenex box before, not about it. Turned it off. Not about it. I turned it off. I'm sorry. I've, I've seen Toy Story 1 through 3. They pushed it too far. Forky was too much. Hugh, Woody's with a new family. And they're annoying as shit. The family came into the picture. They said like two words. I was like, not today. Not today. Maybe later. This quarantine's going to go on for fucking months. I'm going to need content. We're going to get desperate. Forky will eventually seem cute and quirky. But for now, he was annoying as shit. And if you're not going to make me cry, I don't want it. Okay? I don't want to be involved. So, one too many Toy Stories, Pixar. One too many characters. Fucking damn it. Damn it. Uh, what else have I watched? I watched Kingpin last night. Pretty good. Figured I would absolutely love it because of bowling. Woody Harrelson, Randy Quaid. Not a big Randy Quaid guy, but he was on vacation. So, you know. And, uh, and Bill fucking Murray. But Bill Murray's only in the very beginning and the very end. He makes his presence known during that time. But um, it was fine. It was good. Couple good, couple good chuckles. No tears, no tears, and uh, yeah, solid film. Um, and I've been playing some some Madden. Got a got an ultimate team. It's got like good players from from old and new. And that's a it's been a fun time. It's been good. 
Uh, yeah, so I, I guess that's kind of what I got for today. What am I at? 50 minutes. That'll do. That's just going to have to do. Um, yeah, I get, I'm going to go get some f- Should I go get food? I've eaten in a lot recently. Go figure. Quarantine. Uh, kind of feel like getting something carry out or delivered tonight. Go a little fucking wild. Watch a movie. Cry. <laughs> call, call it a night. Smoke a bong. Cry. Watch a kid's movie. Get in tune. Unleash the emotions. Uh, I've also been every four hours, 8 a.m., 12 p.m., 4 p.m., 8 p.m., so take take uh, midnight and 4 a.m. off. Uh, I've been doing a minute and a half long plank, 30 sit-ups, and I'm at 12 push-ups right now. None of those are the max that I can do, but I'm trying to do like, I don't know, 75% of max for each of them, doing it four times a day. And then, was it Saturday? Yeah. So starting, should I do tomorrow or Monday for the start of the week? It does not matter at all because weeks mean nothing anymore. Uh, maybe tomorrow. We'll see. I'm going to up it. To a minute 45 plank, I think 35 sit-ups, and we're going to see how many push-ups. Maybe 13 or 14. I don't think I'm going to go all the way to 15 because I want to make it doable, so I'm doing a proper form every time, and I'm not, you know, I'm never like half-assing anything, and I'm making sure I can do it every time, four times a day. Um, so if I ever eventually get rid of this gut, underneath is going to be some freaking chiseled abs and it's going to make me cry and I'm going to love it. Um, so this is uh, Jack's Tap. This is episode 25. Uh, we will be back sooner rather than later. Uh, maybe next Saturday, but maybe for sure next Saturday. All right. Hold me to it for sure next Saturday, but possibly sooner. We'll see. There's not much going on, not much to talk about, but maybe I'll ramble and tell some stories. So uh, you're all handsome. I love you. Stay safe and stay inside. Now you're gone.